So if you've ever wondered what a sponsor unit is, or if it's a right fit for you, this is the podcast you should listen to. Let's dive right in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and Jonathan. Hello there, Mr. Conlin. How are you, sir? I'm great. And yourself? I'm doing all right. So we're going to talk about sponsor units today. Mr. Conlin, talk to me about sponsor units. So sponsor units are a, a fairly common thing, actually, here. And a lot of times, typically what it is, is when a building is converted. So say a lot of the buildings in New York City were not built as co-ops or condos. They were built as rental buildings and they were converted a lot of times in the 1980s. Well, rent stabilization and rent controlled laws were already in place at that time. And the plan, the offering plan that sets up the rights and responsibilities of the sponsor who is the original, the developer that's doing the conversion, they could not kick those people out. They could buy them out. They could give them money and they had to will leave willingly. Many of them did not because they had very favorable rents. They're still living there to these days. It could have been converted in the 80s and they could have been 20 years old when they were living there. And perhaps they had a two bedroom apartment and it was big enough for them to stay in and savings wise, how much they were paying for rent would you know would be a huge saving. So there's a big drag to stay in those units as long as you can. So these offering plans that, that set up the rights and responsibilities of the sponsor, they're typically non-evict plans. So you can't get these people out. They either have to eventually leave willingly or they have to pass away. And sometimes there's even... Uh, survivorship. Uh, survivorship, where they can have their the son move in or or something, and it can be passed down generation to generation, which adds a whole nother layer. But but typically, what we see when we talk about uh, sponsor units, we're talking about these apartments that have now been vacated. Now, what the the bylaws of the building state is that the sponsor whoever, and sometimes these trade hands, so it may not be the original person that converted, will be able to sell that apartment to the general audience, uh, the general buyer, and it's not subject to board approval. So we're really needling on co-ops here in the city because a condo, it doesn't matter. It's still not board approval right. and such. So right. really where it matters is when it is a co-op apartment, now you can buy, anybody can come in, buy the apartment, and they're not subject to the same transfer requirements as a uh, free market or just a normal resale. So that opens the door to a lot of a lot more buyers and frankly right. you, you pay a premium for it in you order to uh, <clears throat> in order to have that right because not only is there no board approval but there's usually a truncated board package phase. So you usually give a a smaller set of requirements, divulge less information to the managing agent, there's still some fiduciary responsibility on the, the, the sponsors apart. Ultimately, it sure makes for a nice, easy transaction, but buyers pay for that. Um, and what would you say would be the percentage that they're going to pay higher than a market, a regular resale? It's nebulous, right? It's really tough, tough to 10 pinpoint. Higher, I would maybe? say, you know, can be upwards of 10%. Mm -hmm. I think beyond that, it's it probably less likely kind of depending on the apartment, but I would say up to 10% more that you pay for that ad additional bonus. We actually have sponsors who hold the units for many, many, many years now. Yeah. And then we have buyers that who specifically want to buy the sponsor unit. They don't want, as you had said, the co-op scrutinizing their financials. Yeah, They like the freedom to be able to buy without board approval. In larger building, larger apartments, larger co-op buildings that have unsold shares where the sponsor units come due, 
you'll have maybe a young couple who can afford the down payment and the financing. But if they were scrutinized by the cooperative, that would be, you know, their financials might be a little bit yeah, more Yeah, the post-purchase liquidity is correct. correct. Many so, times stops people from getting to the space that they want. Yeah. Correct. And so you'll have sponsor units come available rather regularly, I would say. Uh, depending on the neighborhoods, depending on the the size of the apartments and the, the specific building. If you have a sponsor that has a significant amount of sponsor units, and then also in a conversions, you know, rental building conversions to condominium, you will sometimes, sometimes see a portion of those units remain in the hands of the sponsor. Yeah. Uh, to your point, they might have rent controlled or rent stabilized tenants in place. Yeah, they can um, still have a non-evict even for people correct. that are regular are correct. market rents and they just can't evict them if they want to continue to stay there, they want to continue to renew their lease. Uh, they they allow they have to allow them to do that. And then you have companies that actually come in so there's these a, a lot of real estate generational uh, companies gener- that have been in the gener- have been in the business of Manhattan real estate or or the boroughs for decades, and it's passed down through the generations where they will go in and they'll actually actively seek these sponsor apartments, and they'll they'll buy them with the tenant in place and maintaining the ability to sell those without board approval, and they and they basically stockpile them, and then as they come available, as somebody moves out or up. They will many times renovate them to That's a very right. nice standard and sell them off. So it's Correct. just a business model, but it's a it's a long business model. Most times, sponsor units are delivered in a good, very nice condition. Yeah, renovated. The sponsor does what's called a sponsor renovation. So it's clean. It's updated. Is it going to be ultra luxe? No, but a a buyer could paint, move in. Um, other times I've seen unsold shares that are really unsold. Yeah. And that, I think just depends on the size of the, the sponsor or the person that owns it. Cause these companies, these real estate companies that this is their business model, they will have their own construction crew. Like they'll, so they'll be able to do the renovation uh, very cheaply Correct. relative to the the general consumer or whatever. So it's right. actually to their benefit to help it sell. We always talk about apartments that need a lot of renovation, taking longer to sell and lowering the liquidity of uh, of the apartment. So they know that. So they, okay, we'll spend $50,000 renovating and we'll be able to get 100000 out of it, which is not the normal metric that we talk to because of construction costs, you know, but it's an in-house construction company. So in terms of upsides in buying buying the sponsor unit, obviously the board approval is the number one factor, which opens up the freedom for the buyer to be able to, uh, a buyer who does not have a significant amount of post-closing liquidity for a regular resale cooperative transaction. You'll have a buyer being able to creatively finance a sponsor unit quicker closing times. You know, you're not at the dictate of the board, so you can usually close much quicker. And then advantages of buying in a sponsor unit that have been renovated, obviously electricity and plumbing, etc., everything has been updated and decode. In buying a sponsor unit, there's less, like I said, less intrusion on the part of the cooperative, but a truncated board application. So a a buyer is not going to be having to jump through hoops necessarily 
as they would on a resale yeah, application. Yeah, disclose all the information that one has to do. <clears throat> Correct. Now, you still are going to have some, but it's certainly much more tolerable. Absolutely. Let's put it that way. That's right. Right. Yeah. Well, on the downside is you do see a lot of sponsor units that are sold as is. Now, these are typically apartments. When we talk about timing, they have probably haven't been touched for decades. So it can there can be a lot more upfront costs in order to make the space livable, upgrading your electric, your plumbing, because they're not not all sponsor units are renovated with the sponsor sort of renovation where they do the main things at a minimum, but make it kind of a move-in situation. So that's something that just because it says sponsor unit doesn't mean that it's necessarily renovated, just bars. You just have to do a little bit more investigating to see. And then there's also a a, a, a midway where some sponsors will list it unrenovated while they start to put their plans in place. And then if it doesn't sell, they'll take it off the market, renovate it, and then put it back on renovated. Right. So there's all different sort of uh, levels of that um, and when you can even purchase it. Sometimes you can purchase it while it's being renovated. So the down, the other, I guess, quote unquote downside is that you just, or thing that you need to be aware of is that when you purchase it, those sponsors' rights go away. So Correct. when you go to sell your apartment, you're going to go into the normal hopper of resale co-op. So you're still going to be subject to the board, you know, policies. You're going to be subject to the the full board package and board approval process. But okay. that's, is it really a negative? Not really. The, you already got the benefit of getting in there for yourself. But all of those rights and, or all of those requirements and such come back into play. Even more important to have a very good broker when you go to sell it. It is. So they can give us a call. Absolutely. A great pleasure to talk to you. I learned a lot from you. Always fun to talk to you, John. So for now, thank you very much for listening and for watching. Be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestaskaconlinteam.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.